0: I am so excited to have my good friend Sarah Burney, aka the Chakra Coach, on the podcast today. Sarah is a sacred space holder, a healer, and transformation facilitator with a background in yoga, massage, nutrition, energy work. For the last 12 years, she's been working in this healing realm. And as you'll hear us discuss, I've known Sarah for over 16 years, and it was so much fun catching up and jamming out with her on this episode. For those of you who are interested in your energy system, curious about plant medicine and wondering how to heal from a traumatic brain injury, you are going to love this one. Let's get started. Oh my gosh, I am so excited to have you on the podcast today, Sarah. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much. I'm so honored to be here and I'm excited to dive into this with you today.
0: This is super fun. <laughs> you are the only person that I've had on the show. So I've had friends on the show and everything, but you are the only person I've had on the show who I've known for more than 10 years. So I think we, what year? So I think it's 2002. Is that right? How long have we known each other?
1: I think so. Yeah, 2002. That's right. I've so been, like, 16 years.
0: 16 mm-hmm. okay, so way more than 10. <laughs> Holy crap. So let's just transport transport back to high school for a minute. And this is exciting. I know. I haven't done this in a while. Um and let's just like reflect on what we were doing and who we were and what we were doing with our, our lives.
1: Well, at one point we were part of the Fab Five.
0: Oh my god, I totally <laughs> forgot.
1: Five of our friends, the coolest girls around, <laughs> just living the dream.
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, I mean, we would just, like, hang out all the time. All the time. <laughs> I feel like we called ourselves a bad Five, but no one else called
1: Oh, no, us it was just five. us. <laughs> Nobody else cared.
0: <laughs> yeah, no one else cared. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and we, we were living it, living the high school life. I
1: loved it. I, I loved our high school.
0: I agree. So I feel like so many people have such a horrible high school experience. And even my younger siblings also went, and you have siblings who also went through Oklahoma's high school, mm-hmm. and like hated it. Hated yep. Hated it. And I mean, there was days where I was like, I don't want to go to school. But overall, like, I just, I mean, I had, you got like amazing friends and I mm-hmm. liked high school.
1: <laughs> I loved it. And most people in our grade say that for whatever reason class of 2006, man. It was so good.
0: We do. We like would throw our hands up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my I wish goodness. everyone could see it. <laughs> so now we're, you're 30 still, right? Mm-hmm. We're both November birthdays. Mm-hmm. So going back to, gosh, how old are you when you are a freshman? So, so 16 years ago. So we were well, over half our, our lives. Old. Oh my God over half our lives. Mm -hmm. If you could go back to 14 year old Sarah's, both the Sarah's, we both spell our name with an H. Mm -hmm. Uh, What would you tell them?
1: Oh my gosh. (laughs) Just to keep being a baller. I don't know.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't
1: know. Like to not try to be perfect all the time. That's what I've learned in my being 30 was my drop your perfection um, year. So I b- battled that for my whole life, but also definitely in the last 15 years.
0: Mm-hmm. There, so I'm just gonna tell everyone that we just had our 12 year Facebook friend friendiversary, I think they call it, that's what yeah. Facebook calls it, calls it officially. And um, so Facebook didn't come out until like we were the, at the end of high school. So we've been friends since then on Facebook. And uh, there was a picture of us from like, I think it was like homecoming or Sadie's dance or something. And our eyeliner is so thick. I would go back to the 14-year-old Sarahs and be like, girl, chill on the eyeliner.
1: (laughs) Here we are, neither of us wearing makeup right now, looking fabulous.
0: (laughs) So our paths have like continuously crossed, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, We lived together. We didn't go to the same school, but we lived together in for one year in college and that was probably like 20, 2008 maybe to, around there 2008, yeah. years ago and even then I mean compared to who we are now the Sarah's now and the Sarah's then so many changes so let's just talk about where we were in our life 10 years ago oh my
1: God. and when you say that was 10 years ago I'm like oh <laughs> I do I feel like we started on this path like I think that that was the cattle like the very beginning of it for me well freshman year of college the year before we lived together the first class I ever took was yoga (laughs) that was my first college class and I took like it was so funny freshman year college yoga fitness and wellness nutrition like totally on this path but not on this path like partying all the time and I just remember when we lived together I think I just pretty much cooked chicken breasts in a George Foreman and put teriyaki sauce on it every day, <laughs> every day. <laughs> like, that was what I did. So I was like interested in it, but I had no idea. No
0: idea. You also did the, uh, was it called the master cleanse when we lived together?
1: Oh yeah, I did. I did that a lot. Yes. I was like into really extreme things.
0: (laughs) and I was like, Oh my God, I feel so bad eating the sandwich in front of Sarah. She hasn't eaten in like 10 days.
1: Right. No. And I would even, I remember actually in our apartment, I cooked everyone this big, like Italian pasta meal while I was doing the master cleanse you crazy woman. (laughs) Well, day three, it's like the first three days suck. And after that, you're like, I'm on fire. I can do anything. I don't care about food. You really realize how much time we spend um, thinking, prepping, cleaning, preparing food when you do any sort of cleanse. Mm -hmm. I haven't done any sort of cleanse in quite a few years. It's just...
0: We have a different lifestyle now, right? And like, I mean, we both were partying a lot. Yeah. I remember... Like, pretty much just passed out on the floor several times and (laughs) not the best look. And, but, but at the same time, like, we were opening our eyes to yoga and to Mm -hmm. healthy ways of eating, but just like weren't really all in yet. Not at all. (laughs) And like, experimenting a lot, right? Like, with different types of eating and diets or protocols and, um, With different types of movement and just trying to figure out I think who we were at the same time because I don't think either of us really knew like where we wanted to end up or who we were at the core at that point in our lives either
1: yeah definitely
0: so then we both ended up in the coaching world as well So tell us what you do now and how you use chakras kind of as the the major roadmap in your work.
1: Definitely, yeah. Well, I know we both went to IIN, the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, so that's where I began in my coaching world, and I did that for a few years. I was, you know, a health coach, and I was coaching about food and nutrition and diets, and you know, I always had this level of energetics behind it because of yoga and massage and just what I was into but it was pretty much just eat perfect and your life will be perfect and I quickly found out that was not real (laughs) and you know and I got myself as you know like I just ate tried to eat perfect and I got myself really sick actually so I, I opened my eyes to like what it meant to be to feel good and to be better and for me it was once I kind of dropped the the food story and the perfectionism there that I dove deep into more of the energetics and the emotional body and these other things I had learned about, but I hadn't um, given them the time of day, I guess I'll say. Mm-hmm. So now I will talk to people about food always and forever. and I love food. I love really good, beautiful oh. yummy food, but um, we really most of the transformations with my clients and the things we do are about you know, the energetics and the, just the energy body and it's, it's, it's wonderful. I love it.
0: It's so freaking cool. I think that, like, we both ended up here and that we both have looked beyond food and our mm-hmm. personal healing, but also just what we share with the world. But, I mean, I know for me, I didn't just, it wasn't a straight line to get to who I am as a coach today and with Autoimmune Tribe. Like, I, it took me a long time to figure out even just what Autoimmune Tribe was going to be. Mm-hmm. so I know you've kind of gone through like it's just a winding path as an entrepreneur so what were some of the things that then like really emphasized the importance of this emotional and spiritual healing that that did lead you here but just it wasn't a straight path either
1: yeah it definitely wasn't I remember where I was when you told me about autoimmune tribe really I sitting in the coffee shop in Costa Rica my favorite coffee shop cafe Mano Congo And I don't know what I was telling you, something about business coaching. I was like, I think I'm going to do this. Like whenever I would have a new idea, I would send Sarah a message and be like, so I'm going to do this new thing and I'm going to just kill it. And it's going to be great. And you're like, okay, I'm going to actually stay with Autoimmune Tribe because I feel it's where I'm supposed to be right now. And I was like, what? She didn't join my bandwagon. you know? (laughs) She stayed with what she needed to do, which is obviously working out so beautifully. But Yeah. It's always, you know, you try things and I see this a lot. I, for two years in Costa Rica sat behind my computer planning. I wrote a program for two years and perfected it and planned it and planned it and thought about it and got worried about it. I never launched it. I wasn't actually doing it. So that's where the winding path really, for me, it's, It's not about just letting it push you around. It's about taking a stand and putting something out there, whether it's perfect or not, or where you even want to be. Because none of us, even when we talk about 16 years ago, we didn't know who we wanted to be. Well, that still could change for us. It's still a winding path. So it's just about putting yourself out there and letting yourself ebb and flow and kind of shift with the path, but never letting the path push you. It's not a lazy river. (laughs) (laughs)
0: You know? <laughs> well, there's some rocks in there yeah
1: <laughs> sometimes um, you have to jump in
0: <laughs> it is and I think that like what you just said if you spend all your time planning and perfecting like you overthink it and you never end up sharing it with the world or or you just you've spent so much time planning it that it's it doesn't meet your expectations or something mm-hmm. uh, versus just this experimentation as an entrepreneur and a lot of people listening are also health coaches or, or dreaming of being a health coach someday. And, and I'm sure want to start successful businesses. And I think some words of advice are just simply to go do it and like, just do it before it's perfect. Do, be, do it before it's like, you know, has all the graphic design and all the perfections and everything, because I'm sure like, like that idea is is good at its core. It doesn't need all the flowers on top to be perfect.
1: Yeah, totally. And so I launched into the chakra business a a year ago as the chakra coach. I rebranded just about a year ago now, and I've learned about them for over a decade. Right, I know a lot about them. And every time I talk to someone, I say, "Oh, that's like a, a imbalance here, or they're really active here." And that's the way my brain works. But even though that's the way my brain works. The first few times I talked about it, like whatever came out of my mouth, I don't even know because you have to keep trying. You have to, you have to talk about it and it will perfect, not perfect, but it will get better and easier and you'll learn how people hear it, you know, and what people need to listen to. And your one-on-one clients, for me, they all have the same thing happen each week. Like that's energy right there. And I'm like, okay, this is what I need to talk about this week. But you don't know those things unless you're putting yourself out there and actually, you know, doing it and talking to people about it.
0: Yeah, at some point you just have to let go of the fear that's mm-hmm. paralyzing you. And I mean, I've felt that that paralysis before. Even starting this Instagram account, like it was fucking scary. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my god, what are people going to think? What are all my friends going to think? My family going to think? Blah blah blah. That negative voice inside my head and something inside my core was just like. Who freaking cares? You need to just do this, <laughs> and it will become what it needs to become. So, so Sarah, you've had um, some challenges with your health, and you've gone through some ups and downs, with, like with with your own health as well. Um, but don't have like diagnosed autoimmune disease. However, you experience a TBI, traumatic brain injury. Do you mind mm-hmm. sharing that story with the listeners?
1: Sure. Yeah, of course. So, I lived in Costa Rica. You know, that quote-unquote perfect life everyone told me I had. (laughs) And I did wake up to some very amazing landscapes. Um, But I was at a softball game and I got hit in the head with a metal bat, basically standing right next to a young, very strong man who missed the ball and threw the bat at my head on accident. So, but it's me and everything's perfect. So even though I was in a lot of pain, And bed, so I was bedridden for 10 days. But even after that, I experienced vertigo. And I mean, the actual injury wasn't so bad, but it was the aftermath that really, okay, so I'm just three years out. And I feel like for the first time feeling like a normal person. Yeah. So for two years after my accident, I again, tried to eat perfect. Mm -hmm. I'm going to eat as many fruits and vegetables as I possibly can, because that's where the nutrients is. And that's what I believe in. And I'm going to take care of the environment, so this is the only way, and I did that for two years, and I just went downhill, 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 like anxiety, like crazy, depression, not that, you know, I'm not that good at going to doctors, so I never got that diagnosed, but um, yeah, it was scary. It was really scary. Um, libido gone, vertigo back and forth sometimes. It was just really scary, and I I thought everyone Dealt with that. I just thought that was normal. And so just put a smile on your face when you're out in public and cry and curl up on the couch when you're home. Mm-hmm. And that was my life for two years. And I lived in paradise. I lived in a perfect location, you know, and, yeah. and it was hard. And everyone, oh, you're so lucky. What do you have to be, you know, sad about? And I'm like, well, I don't know, but my brain doesn't work. You know, my body's not working. So I did. I, I moved home and I went to the doctor a functional medicine doctor and I got all my lab work done and I was critically low in most all nutrients. So it was a big wake-up call. And that happened three days before I turned 30. <laughs> so I was like, okay, this is gonna change, you know, um like so critically low she said, like you will not be able to have a baby. I didn't want to have a baby at the time. I don't know if I do or not. That's another story, but to have someone say that to you is breakdown alley. Like it was really, really scary. So I, you know, changed my diet. I did a lot of things for gut health. So it was an absorption issue because my lab work also said I needed more plant food. (laughs) So we knew that it was just, I wasn't absorbing anything I was eating. I spent all my time on food every minute of every day, thinking about it, preparing it, making the perfect food, making it beautiful, you know, and really kind of being obsessive about it. And it got me into a really bad spot. So I changed my diet. I got on supplements. And within seven months, I turned almost every single one of them around. And now I'm like, yeah, you want your business to do better. Take care of your body.
0: (laughs) No, that's really good advice. Yeah. I uh, invested in my functional medicine practitioner last about a year ago, Mm -hmm. around the same time, maybe. Yeah. And, uh, I had been seeing other types of practitioners and really doing a lot of DIY stuff before that, which was like, as you have learned, we both learned, like not always the best route. No. <laughs> but, yeah. It is amazing the way that my body has changed in just a year. Yeah. I didn't even think it was possible for a while. I've been, I posted about that recently and on social media, it's just like feeling like, Oh, this is the way it's going to be forever mm-hmm. we'll just deal with it. I'm still going to try to be perfect despite it. <laughs> and yeah, my body is more incredible than I ever even realized. It's nice. so cool to see yourself heal. What were some of the symptoms just out of curiosity of like the aftermath of the TBI then like Um, did you have brain fog or confusion? You said vertigo. Um, Yeah,
1: vertigo was the scariest one. I had never experienced that before. I mean, just sadness, depression, and anxiety were terrible, and I didn't, I, everyone has their sad days, but I had never experienced, like, literally can't move, can't get up off the couch for, for three days at a time, you know. Brian, don't tell anyone. Brian's my husband, so don't tell anybody. I don't want anyone to know. My mom didn't, no one knew you know, besides he knows everything about me. He got to see it all, but, um, definitely brain fog. And that was a big thing for me starting as a coach. And I had a client yesterday talk about this. I didn't think I was smart enough. I didn't think that I had a good enough memory. I had this fog that just kind of loomed over me all the time. And I said, well, I can't be a coach. Like, you know, in my days I would do laundry (laughs) I do laundry and I would make a meal and I'd be like, Oh my gosh, I've done so much today. This is so crazy. And I was fatigued all the time. And you have that great day where you drink a cup of coffee and you're like, I'm on fire. This is great. But the next day you drink a cup of coffee and you're drained and you're like, wait, I I thought this was supposed to work. You know? So just everything was hard. Everything was really hard. And I'm so blessed to have the man I have because my relationship wasn't hard. You know, I mean, of course it could have been better. Like it could have been magic like it is now, but that part was fine. So I just look and I say, I have a great husband. I have a good life. I have a great family. So like, I need to be grateful, grateful, grateful. And that's really important to focus on. But at the same time, it's taking care of yourself. You know, you can't really like trick your body into being healthy. I don't think.
0: <laughs> and just giving yourself permission to not be okay. Mm-hmm. right? Like to to realize that like I'm not okay right now or this is not the way that I want to live out rest of my life. Yeah. And it's okay to ask for help. And Um, I had a really hard time doing that where it was like, well, I'm a coach. I should be able to figure out mm -hmm. all the answers. Yeah. And I didn't have all the answers. I still don't have all the answers. Right. (laughs) But that was okay too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I remember the first post I posted about admitting it, you know, and saying I curl up on my couch and cry for three days at a time, all the time. I remember saying it's the minute I opened my front door. So my, my home became like my sad sanctuary. Mm-hmm. So it didn't feel good and healing to be home. When I opened that door, it was safe and I would just crumble. Like we're out, we're having dinner with friends, whatever it is, everything's great. And I'd step in that door and I would crumble and I wrote a post about that and I've never had more people reach out and thank me and just say, you know what, me too. Oh my gosh, thank you for saying that. I don't have anyone to talk to. And I did, but I didn't know that because I couldn't ask for help. Of course. Now I could have asked you, I could have, you know, talked to my family, whatever, but you don't know you can do that when you're in that sort of state. Mm -hmm. It kind of tricks you.
0: Yeah. I think that is, we forget how much support we have sometimes and it just I don't know. I kind of just got sentimental, and as you were saying that, because it just reminds me how important community is in all of this. Mm-hmm. And I mean, maybe maybe it's just one person, and and yeah. that's enough. Other times, it's you're surrounded by other women that are with you in this mm-hmm. and are standing next to you, um, and. Yeah, just being that shoulder to cry on or the kick in your butt sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, in a loving way. And gosh, community is so, so important in all of this. And Sarah and I, we're both Sarah. The Sarahs are here. <laughs> the Sarahs are here. If, if any of you guys listening are feeling like you have no one, reach out mm-hmm. to us. Like, yeah. tell us your story. Tell us your challenges. Tell us your struggles. Because we get it. We might not know exactly what you're going through, or we didn't experience the exact same thing. We still get it. Like it, it sucks to feel alone. So, message us. <laughs> yeah,
1: and one thing I've learned. So I've attended a lot of retreats, and I've also facilitated some retreats with some of my friends. You know, just been there, holding space for people. And a lot of them, the main thing is sharing our stories. And a lot, these are all women's retreats you know so sharing your story so everyone has a completely different story and every single person sitting in that circle can relate to it in some way if it's the feeling that came up um you know just what happens our heart just opens up for that person you say oh my gosh I felt that before and my story is different but I felt that so I think people don't realize how much um a lot of this pain and anxiety and worry and you know trauma that we go through does show up in our bodies in a pretty similar way. And we can all relate. We've all experienced some sort of suffering, whether that's a really, really large thing or a smaller thing. It shows up the same way in our bodies and our minds and our emotional centers. Yeah. So
0: let's talk a little bit about spirituality as well. Would you say that you have always been a spiritual person or do you feel like at some point in your life, something kind of woke you up to spiritual spirituality
1: and spiritual healing? Yeah. Um, I would say I've always been a spiritual person. And for me, that's really interesting because I have, I've gone into a church like three times in my life and they were all by choice because I never had that as a kid. And I wanted to see what it was like, or I was on vacation or, you know, whatever it was, the situation came up. So I always thought I wasn't spiritual because I thought that meant religious. Um, and I was never that, but you know, the family, Sarah obviously knows my family. No one else does, but my, I li- I had a really open family. We could talk about anything. We traveled the world and experienced other cultures and, and things. And I got to see spirituality and, and trust and, you know, trusting myself. And like you, earlier you said, I didn't want to go to school. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I never went to school. Like it was probably why I liked high school. But my mom gave me mental health days yeah. whenever I wanted them. I never don't fake sick because then you get sick. Mm-hmm. That was like an emotional <laughs> thing she taught me as a kid. If you fake sick, you're going to get sick. Just don't. And you can have a mental health day because you are a spiritual being and you need to check in with your, your body, your mind, your spirit, all of it. And if something's off and you need a, ta- a little bit of time, you can take time. So she really set that up for me, whether she knows it or not. Um, but it wasn't until I got older and even in yoga, I was a yoga teacher. I remember coming back from teacher training and another one of our really good friends, Allison, um, said, oh, you're a yogi now. And I was like, no, I'm not, because I thought you had to like reach a certain level of something. I don't know. It was weird for me. I was like, no, I don't think I'm a yogi. She's like, you're a yoga teacher. What? You're a yogi. It's fine. It's just the word we use, you know, but I didn't admit or come out of the spiritual closet as they say for quite a while, you know, and a lot of that happened for me in Costa Rica, for sure. Mm -hmm. Being in such a spiritual uh, community down there that I felt kind of safe to come crawling out. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. It can be a little, little scary. I remember feeling so, um, I don't know know the exact word to put to it. I think just safe, um, or maybe accepted by your family. Mm-hmm. You, your whole family, like, you know, I'm sure there's flaws and imperfections and i I'm, your family's not perfect. Right. Mm-hmm. But to me, I was like, this family really has a lot of love mm-hmm. and, um, they all accept each other. And because you all accept each other, it felt like whenever I was at your house, I was, like, really accepted as mm-hmm. well. And I loved that about your family. And and you were, you were, like, able to just be honest with your parents. It was, like, you didn't have to, like, I live a, <laughs> a lot. I didn't.
1: And that doesn't mean I didn't do bad things, but my mom knew about it.
0: <laughs> I'm at so-and-so's house. And my dad's, like, call me from the house phone. And I'm, like, oh, uh, okay, 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah, but I just remember, yeah, feeling very supported, um accepted, and, and safe. And so then, like you said, in, in Costa Rica, like there was also just like this. I think sometimes there's courage involved, where it's like to just like really express your spiritual beliefs, or even just to explore them, and in, mm-hmm. in, like. Kind of figure out like what do I believe in or like what is all this all about? Like I'm gonna dip my toe in and then my whole foot and then I'm gonna totally dive in. <laughs> but were there any specific experiences that you had in Costa Rica that really were just like poignant, poignant for you that that were important that that stand out?
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and that community I was in it was like a, just a little tiny town, you know, a little tiny kind of surfer town, and it was full of self-expression. I like, I've never seen like back home. If you wear something different than someone else, you're being judged for it. And down there, it's a very hippie community, I would say. And, and then there's not, you know, there's, everyone's kind of just wearing a bathing suit. And I, Ryan and I used to say, you don't know what someone's life is like till you go to their house. And it's like, cause everyone looks the same. They're all wearing a bathing suit. We all have like beat up old cars that can make it up mountain roads. And then you go to their house and they might live in like a surfer house on the beach or they might live in a million dollar mansion and and you have no idea. So really it was self-expression and, and not judging each other. Just, you don't have to fit into a box, I guess. If you're a millionaire, you don't have to wear Chanel. And if you're a surfer, you don't have to, you know, whatever it is, like you don't have to prove anything. So that was really interesting. It was interesting to live that way. And it's interesting to come back. I always get culture shock coming back, kind of, (laughs) of how different our culture is. But I know the biggest kind of spiritual awakening for me was finding um, my, my shaman and sitting in an ayahuasca ceremony, which has now become a pretty big part of my life. And for me, um like I was a health coach who was super sick and feeling depressed and I thought I had to have all the answers and I wasn't getting better wasn't getting better wasn't getting better. So I just went to research and I said, you know, someone told me this might help a brain injury <laughs> and that's where I came at it from, you know. But what it did is it did not fix me. It did not, you know, totally transform my whole life in a way it did, but it opened me up to being okay, being a spiritual being, being an energetic being, and giving me the kind of the tools to work on my own body, mind, and spirit, where I was very, very much just kind of focused on my body in in more of an attacking way, though. In a, I was stuck in my mind, focused on my body, which is a weird thing to say, but just being obsessive compulsive about my body, but not embodying myself not getting into my own body which is the kind of difference I have figured out now with the chakra system how you actually get into your lower chakras not just think about them you're not eating well because you want to look good <laughs> which is how you know most people start which is great you're getting started it doesn't really matter why you get started as long as you do you know so yeah that was the biggest um opening for me I guess down there
0: yeah So that's the first time it has been mentioned, plant medicine has been mentioned on the show. For people who are just unaware or unsure about it, is there anything that you would share with them just to calm any nerves or to educate people?
1: Yeah, and and nerves are fine because that comes from, you know, it's just wanting to know more. It's something that's different. It's not talked about in our society that much. It is more and more. And, you know, plant medicine is food. It is eating fruits and vegetables and, you know, cacao ceremonies are becoming a thing. So this one's pretty intense, but it's just, it's all in the, um, it's just natural healing is what I will say. So it's, it's a different way to look at it, but this is more intense. So it's a hallucinogenic tea that you'll drink in ceremony. And, and it's definitely ceremony. It's a very intentional ceremony that you sit in with trained shamans. And um, it's a, it's a chance to look at yourself, like I said, mind, body, spirit, and you kind of go into not a different world. For me, what I like to tell people and I've tried to sum up is I've never known who Sarah was more than sitting in ceremony because for me, I always get kind of snapshots about this is your life. This is how you react in your life. This is what you do. And today right now, which we all have this opportunity every minute of every day, but it's hard to look at like that you get the choice to continue doing it the way you're doing it, to change the way you're doing it, to tweak this here or there, or, or to just feel really good about the things you're doing well in your life too. So, I mean, there's a lot of details we could go in about it, but
0: (laughs) I want to know personally if Mm -hmm. like, do you feel like there's like a, like a movie screen playing out in front of you when you are in ceremony? Like, do you feel like, like, is it really visual for you or is it just kind of a knowing inside your body?
1: Yeah. So it's different for every person every time. So that's why it's so hard to kind of sum up and people, you know, when we say plant medicine or something, everyone has something come to mind. You know, the first time I did it, I thought I would be like rolling around on a mat, not knowing what's going on, not able to walk or function or think. I don't know. I had crazy ideas. It wasn't. like that at all and I don't really get visuals but a lot of people do so that's also just who you are Um, but the movie screen that's funny you say that because I have had a time that was just literally my memories a movie screen that just kept going of time with you I'm sure you know through college and through high school and and what my life has where I've gotten to be like who is Sarah And that kind of played out. And other times I've just been in a really, really joyous space. And it's kind of saying, hey, you can enjoy your life. You don't have to fix everything all the time. You don't have to find problems. You don't have to always be working. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's working through, you know, I've had some grief that I've really worked through in ceremony and things. So it depends on where you're at Mm -hmm. and it can go a lot of different ways for sure. Yeah.
0: So my brain is just like turning (laughs) is I don't know, I feel like, though, if you have um, a specific in, intention or, like, you're trying to control what you get out of the ceremony, it probably doesn't happen, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'd go in and be like, I just want to connect to my brother. And then I also, mm-hmm. I, I feel like I would also want just life guidance and business guidance. But I feel like I would want to connect to Jordan.
1: Totally.
0: feel like, but if I try to control it too much, do you ever feel like that, in it backfires? <laughs>
1: Well, if you try to connect with Jordan, I think you'd be able to, but if you have expectations of how that connection will look, Mm -hmm. it might not go that way, but a lot of people, you know, connect with people they've lost, Mm -hmm. you know, and if it's just a feeling of being there with that person or, or just, you know, telling them that you love them, whatever it is. So that's a huge piece of plant medicine that a lot of people use it for. For connecting with ancestors and with family members and things so I think having an intention we we always set intention so intention and expectation is very different Mm -hmm. so setting an intention for that is a beautiful way to go about it I think Um, but not being attached to kind of what it ends up looking like yeah Yeah. and it's used for healing like it's we call it medicine so medicine is very different than drug because there's a lot of people using hallucinogenic drugs as like kind of in a party scene and you're not going into that intentionally. You're not, the thing with you know, ayahuasca is you can ask questions. You can kind of say, Hey, I want to connect with this person or I want to do this. And a cool story that you know, this about my life is I've uh, suffered from migraines forever, Mm -hmm. forever, like really bad stay at home. Can't look at anyone, talk, turn off the lights and sometimes nauseous and vomiting, you know, just really bad. And those got a lot worse after my accident as well, which makes sense. Um, And I sat in a ceremony last December and kind of went in there with the intention to, you know, address that and say, what was already going on with my brain? Did I get hit in the head to look further into what's going on inside of my brain? Because I've already had this, this migraine issue my whole life. And kind of at times you feel like someone's working on a certain area of your body So I had felt like someone was working on my brain and things were moving around. I felt a little pressure. It wasn't scary. I I mean, at first I was scared and I was like, okay, just breathe. This is helpful. And um, I haven't had a migraine since.
0: That's incredible.
1: It's incredible. Like I've had a couple little headaches and usually those are because I did something I shouldn't do, (laughs) but migraines are a different story and they have not been my story any longer. And we're going on a year, and that was unheard of. I had numerous every month, so it's just insane to me.
0: Yeah, so you completely rewrote your, your story through that experience, mm-hmm. or at least your story after it was d- changed. It was different. Yeah. yeah. and, like, and it, on a different path.
1: Yeah, and they say it re-wires like your neural pathways in your brain, so that's where, especially with the emotional, the limiting beliefs and things like that, it is like cutting cords. It's like cutting cords or breaking something down. I know you were on a webinar with me yesterday. We are talking about breaking down our energy system so that we get to build it up in the way that we want. So it is, it is a lot of that kind of restructuring. Yeah,
0: We've got a little more time here. Do you mind explaining? So I've talked about chakras to my audience before, but I think we each talk about it in a really different, like unique way and, and have learned it in different ways. And so I'd love for you to just, We go from root to crown and and give some insight on each of those,
1: sure. Yeah, yeah, and I'd love to talk. Like I just said, our portal, you know, and people who say, like, oh, chakras, you know, I run into all different types of people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I had someone recently ask me, Are you a chakra? (laughs) and it just made me giggle, you know, because it's just simple, guys. It's your energy system, that's all it is. Your energy, and I say portal. Cause I just think of it as this kind of circle that's around us at all times and when someone walks
0: yesterday yeah. I was like oh I love that because yeah I see it as a bu- kind of like a bubble but yeah. i never considered calling it this portal and I, I really that just aligned with me really well I love that you described Definitely. it and it's a visual thing for people and many of us need to be able to start to visualize it because we can't see it with our human eyes so we're like mm-hmm. oh, what are you guys talking about? You know, so they want to be able
1: to see it. Totally. And it's hard to see, but it's easy to feel when someone walks in the room and you're just like, they're so energetic. Oh, I just love them. I feel good when I'm with that person. That's their portal. That's you stepping into their portal for a minute and it's a rocking portal and someone might walk in and they're really sad or they're really angry or you say, oh my gosh, I'm so drained after hanging out with that person. That's their portal. And it's maybe got something stuck or there's grief taking over their heart center or whatever it is you know it's not that one's good or bad but everyone can feel it so I think that's an easier way to kind of begin but then you know if you can feel it and you can say okay I have this energy portal then you have the ability to to change it you know and to kind of go through I like the chakras because they're a map you know a map that you can get into each of these little sections and they relate to your body physically and your emotions and you know they each have different qualities which we can kind of talk about now and so it's just a map it's a map of your energy system which is the beautiful beautiful piece for me and there's more than seven but we always talk about like the seven major chakras
0: i was just gonna say that i always so in the intuitive soul school program hosting right now Mm -hmm. I start off right off the bat with the main seven chakras because it is a map yeah once you know the map and you've kind of memorized some aspects of that map it's so much easier to understand your own energy body and understand people around you as well yeah but keep going I want to hear all your wisdom
1: (laughs) yeah totally so starting at the base we have our base you know the root chakra muladhara and sometimes I you know, say their Sanskrit names and sometimes not. (laughs) Um, And that one's going to be like, um, a lot of people think it's at your feet and it's not, but you're going to, you connect with the earth through your feet. So I think, you know, you can think about it in that way, but it's at like the base of your spine. And this one I loved earlier, we talked about community. And so this one's your foundation. This is the heavy hitter for me is the root chakra because it governs your body. And everything we're talking about with health and it covers your food and all of that, that's just so big for people. It's also your family. Everyone's got their family stuff. It's also money, which is just a huge one for people and your career. So this is super, super foundational. And when those things have some, you know, stagnancy in them, if they don't feel like they're in flow, it's you are building a house and that's your foundation And I had given the example yesterday, okay, I was building my house and I was really, really obsessed with my food and I was building this really shaky foundation of food and being obsessed with food and not having money and, you know, not being around my family, not really having that community and building that foundation. So I had these holes in my foundation and I spent, when you have a hole, when you have something stuck in these areas, just think of it as a hole in that portal where energy is just always going out. So I spent all day trying to patch my holes keep the energy in instead of being able to build. So I never was able to go to chakra two, chakra three, these other ones people totally crave because my foundation was off. So the first one is just so, so crucial to address, you know, and to, I say, break down because limiting beliefs and, you know, these kind of ideas we have about ourselves from, the way we were raised the place we were raised what tv we watched what society society tells us that we're terrible and never good enough all day every day so we all naturally have these limits and that's going to you know like okay money let's use that one does everything you ever look at every day say you're not good enough and you don't have enough yeah so you're going to have some problems in your foundation with that until you address that you know and figure out what's just a story and what's reality yeah, so the b- bottom one's big, and there's just some really big areas of life that are in there. So,
0: right. yeah, money, family. I mean, I'm sure people are like, Oh, yeah, I <laughs> got some stuff, some baggage, or some stress around them yeah. in their life potentially. When you asked us yesterday, to what I can't remember the specific question, it was like, Which chakra do you feel like you want to focus on, or maybe is mm-hmm. like out of balance? Throat for me is one I'm like working on, but mm-hmm. root is one I always try to prioritize because it is it's so many different big parts of your life that when they're out of whack it's really hard to focus on some of the other aspects of our being
1: definitely yeah and I like to think of it as you are building from the ground up you know you're building this house so really really getting your foundation strong doesn't mean it has to be perfect you know it's never It's never the idea that you can't move beyond. And the number one thing I work with my clients on this is, so you're building a portal. If you think about this as a cylinder, the best thing for your root chakra is boundaries, healthy boundaries, because we like to take care of everybody else before ourselves. We have a really hard time putting boundaries up. So that's going to start to create this foundation. You're building the foundation. You're building these boundaries. You address what limits and what limiting beliefs you've had and why they came and they're usually not because of anything you did. So just, that's a story and you can cut that cord and energetically say, that's not my story any longer, even if it has been your whole life and begin to create some boundaries there and build that up because then you get to build and you get to go on to kind of like, I mean, number two for women is, is our power center and the first one's very masculine masculine energy is very like result oriented and doing and providing and so if you think of all the things in you have to eat you know you have to provide food for yourself you ha- you have a body you need to take care of it you need to make money at least in our society the way it's set up now you need to so it's really it's a, your basic needs kind of our chakra 1 and that's where um, it's a masculine one so that's kind of where men get their power and um, and that's a beautiful thing but women for us our creative energy, you know, we create babies in our womb space and that's where the second chakra is. So that's going to be our kind of like juicy power center (laughs) and we need to address our root. But once we have that really strong foundation, we get to move up and the, the second chakra is all about sensuality and sexuality and pleasure. And, and I think I said yesterday, like it's about being turned on by life and that's not always sexual, you know, but Can you enjoy your life? Can you, and I I give the example a lot, like you're in the car, which a lot of people get angry when they're driving and you run into a traffic jam and it's like, are you mad? Or can you find the pleasure in life? Can you roll down the window and feel the breeze on your your arm and see a butterfly go by? Like, can you witness life and find pleasure everywhere you are? Even if you're in a, bad situations will happen. I can guarantee that (laughs) for everybody, you know? So that's really tapping into... Your that's your portal. That's your power. Can you still find the, the pleasure in life? And that is what boosts your creativity. So if you can find that pleasure and really activate that second chakra, you're gonna have a lot of creative energy, you know, and be able to create a lot of things in the world.
0: Mm-hmm. When I removed my, I've told this story before, but when I removed my copper IUD, it mm-hmm. was like, there was this huge blockage in my sacral chakra and that energy and in the womb <laughs> and therefore affected my creative power and energy mm-hmm. and power as a woman and all of a sudden it was gone and all this space was just then opened up within that portal as you were describing where it was like i feel fucking powerful now mm-hmm. like i was like this is amazing i didn't even know i had that power until that device was out of my body and it was affecting me in many other physical ways as well but i was most impressed by the the uh, emotional transformation that I experienced after removing it.
1: Yeah, Totally. Yeah. That's beautiful. I love it. And that's just, you know, even these are all, they are physical, they are emotional, they are spiritual, like it's all of it. So you can really activate and get into these centers in so many different ways. That was a physical blockage Mm -hmm. that you had that is creating a blockage there in your emotional and spiritual body as well. So Mm -hmm. yeah, that's interesting. I love it. I love that you got it out. <laughs> um, I love that you had it, you know, affecting you. But I've had it as well myself.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's hard. I mean, it's it's, uh, it's a whole other conversation, right? It's mm-hmm. hard as a woman to make the choice. It's like you don't you're not ready for kids, but there's not really good non-hormonal options out there. Mm-hmm. The you're doing. I thought I was doing this amazing thing by getting copper IUD and not doing hormones, but then mm-hmm. it ended up having many other adverse effects yes. emotionally, physically. Okay. Spiritually as well, yeah. all of these things. So yeah, now I just do natural um, cycle tracking and it, it works for me mm-hmm. and I work for everybody, but it's, it's really liberating for sure. Yeah.
1: I do it too. And I, It is liberating, you know, and it's fun. Yeah, (laughs) you just get to tap into your your system because we're cyclical, you know. Especially women, like we, everyone is though, and so we get to kind of tap in and say, like, oh, I'm not supposed to feel the same every day. Yeah, and start to celebrate that instead of
0: we go through these cycles. The earth cycles, the moon cycles, our body cycle, our businesses cycle, our relationship cycle, like there are, we're surrounded by all these cycles. And I think if we embrace it, then there's less frustration when things are not constant, like one, one level all the time. Yeah, totally. So if you could just put a few key words to the other, let's see, five main Mm -hmm. chakras, starting with, so we got through Mm -hmm. root, sacral, solar plexus, what are a few words that describe that?
1: yeah solar plexus is like confidence and willpower and action and kind of so chakra two gives you your desires and your creative like ideas but then chakra three is putting them in action doing them and chakra four is your heart chakra and it's about healing and it's about love and it's definitely where you reside (laughs) you know and just in this this healing realm you know knowing that the body can heal itself and there's a lot of tools we have and that is, that's a good place for people to start, I think, as well as the heart, because it's the center of the uppers and the lowers, it bridges the gap between the two, and there's big disconnects between the uppers and lowers, that's what I work with on my clients as well, so then we go up higher, and these ones are a little, you know, they're more the, the, like, mind, the, the lower three are your body, and the uppers are your mind, so the throat chakra is about communication, and the way that you walk, and talk, and Express yourself in the world, and that one's really big for our society. They say like public speaking is the number one fear. They people fear it more than death, and that is a huge indication that we are very suppressed in our you know expression. It's really big. And we move up to the third eye chakra, the one that I get the very most questions about. <laughs> Everyone wants, you know, how do I open my third eye and what, you know, and it's just a really kind of funny, you know, our society is, is really kind of attracted to being high vibe and being very spiritual and things like that. And I think a lot of people want to focus on the uppers because they want to kind of ignore the lowers. Those are a little more intense to talk about. So it's always interesting.
0: Sexy, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, the uppers are very sexy, you know, and fun and connection. But the third eye is all about your intuition and trusting yourself and trusting your path and and trusting that, you know, everything is happening as it should. And when you get those little sparks of ideas and things like that to, to go forward even if they seem crazy um, and a lot of people dim those down you know and say like no I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go there so that one is it's a beautiful one for sure and these are all very complex in their own ways but then the the crown chakra is going to be you know your connection to everything kind of when we talk about spirituality just saying you are all connected we're all connected we're connected to something greater it's not about everything's not about Sarah right now. It's all about Sarah and Sarah, no. <laughs> but just in general, you know, it's about, it's about all of us. It's about the world. It's about connecting with nature and with the higher power and whatever you want to call that. So that's going to be chakra
0: seven. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love mm-hmm. also that you mentioned uh, that you help clients that balance between the upper and the mm-hmm. lower. I find in my work that many of us really like to be, and I'm mm-hmm. myself included, love to be in those upper chakras because they're sexy and they're fun. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of ignore those lower chakras and then our body's needs, right? Yeah. Um, some of our physical needs, self-care and rest and that mm-hmm. supports our body, all these things. So when we can actively and consciously start to kind of balance those out, you feel I I've experienced my body at least like just feeling more aligned as a whole human being and a Mm -hmm. spiritual being (laughs) because sometimes I'm just like I just want to be a spiritual being (laughs) do I have to be in this human body all the time Mm -hmm. it's like yeah I'm here for a reason I'm here for a purpose yeah get into that physical body girl yeah actually this is a weird random thought but uh working out for me uh I had to really go slow in the beginning but I've started to increase a little bit of my workouts listening to my body with chronic illness but that has really connected me to my lower chakras oh yeah like I'm like okay I it is fun to be a human <laughs> like yeah it's fun to build muscle in your body uh, which was not always the case for me
1: <laughs> yeah and what's interesting is, is I'm, I've known you for so long we've both found a lot of kind of power in physical practice right. but I think what you and I both with having various illnesses have realized this. so you can be in your upper chakras and you can be addressing your lowers by saying, I have to work out. I have to be strong. I have to do this. I have to look good. And you can see how that's just thinking about moving your body. You're not listening to your body. You're not getting into your body. You're not feeling it. So now I know that your practice has changed so much and you're feeling it and you're doing what your body is saying, whatever day, whatever time, whatever moment, and that is actually activating the lower ones. Because when we just think about it and do it for the wrong reason, we're actually suppressing that. So it's a really kind of delicate balance there.
0: That's a beautiful point. I yeah. do about that, but that's so true. It, there's a completely different energy around. I have to work out versus mm-hmm listening kind of body it wants to move it wants to feel strong and so I'm going to honor that
1: and that's getting right into that second chakra too, that pleasure like I get to move my body I get to connect I get to be strong I get to feel what this feels like and find pleasure there instead of no pain no gain do it do it do it because you'll look better or whatever the the mental thing is my
0: drive for sure <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mine too <laughs> Oh, we've grown and evolved so much, my friend. And we
1: still will forever and ever. Oh, yeah.
0: Right? Oh, just 30, 31, uh, what is it, journeys around the sun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> almost, almost there. So any last words of wisdom, anything that you want to provide a clarity on, or we didn't get to today that you want to leave the audience with? Hmm.
1: I feel great. This conversation, it's so different. I love to be on podcasts. It's so different to be on a podcast with someone who knows my background and knows, you know, so much in this social media world. It's just I mean, I paint a beautiful picture online too. I'll be the first to admit that I love that. And I love to inspire myself with painting that as well. But, you know, it's it's not whatever you see in someone, that's not their story. That's not their whole story. Talk to someone, be open-minded listen to them. We all have a story. We all look the way we look when we do, and we all paint some sort of picture, you know? So there's a lot. There's a lot behind the scenes. A lot is coming out right now politically and things. Stuff happens to us mm-hmm. to make us who we are. We learn the lessons that we need to learn and things like that to move forward. So there's just always more. It's always a lot deeper than people think. Yeah.
0: yeah. I think one of the greatest gifts you can give someone is to be like this sacred container for them just be a a listener for them Mm -hmm. and listen to their story yeah and I know you do that as a coach and I do Mm -hmm. that as a coach and like maybe just I just I don't know this is coming like intuitively coming forward for me Mm -hmm. right now but I feel like I'm just being called to say everyone listening if you want to give someone else the greatest healing gift, go listen to their story. And if you feel like you're hurting and you need to be heard, come to either of us because we will yeah. also be that listener for you and hold that sacred container and that space for you to just share because it is, it's so powerful just to share your story and feel like you're actually being heard because yeah. very rarely do we empathically listen. Mm-hmm. Usually it's, half half listening right
1: yeah like we had talked about with the the fifth chakra and people you know being afraid to speak like I get that it's really hard and it's because people don't listen it's because we've been trained to tell a, a story not tell the truth you know and so I think that's where the greatest healing comes in and and that's why having a coach and going to retreats and experiencing things like that is just telling your story and being being heard I think can be the most healing thing that you can come through.
0: It's it's one of the greatest gifts you can give yourself mm-hmm. in like, your body and, and growth and, and just like your healing process is like go invest in yourself. Mm-hmm. Hire the coach, go on the retreat, you're not gonna regret it. So yeah. speaking of yeah. that, <laughs> how can people join you for your upcoming retreat or find you online, work with you, Sarah?
1: Yeah, definitely. So I have on Facebook, I have a group called the Chakra Collective. Um, I only work with women. So that's just for women. Um, But we love you men. (laughs) So the Chakra Collective online, I'm the Chakra Coach on Instagram. And um, I think we will tag my website on here. And I do have an upcoming retreat in Costa Rica. It is um, a seven day chakra activation retreat with yoga and meditation and two um, ayahuasca ceremonies in there as well so if any of that excited anyone um all questions about that are are totally totally welcome because i know it can be different for people you know but it's if someone feels the call it's a beautiful beautiful next step on the path for sure
0: awesome i highly recommend you all go check sarah out at least go follow her on social media she has amazing pictures that she just put out actually (laughs) gorgeous and amazing message that you're sharing with the world so thank you so much for being on today so good to catch up with you and chat with you I love you so
1: much I love you too thank you so much this has been so much fun
0: thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode you'll find all the links to Sarah's work and community in the show notes I'm wondering if I can also ask you for a quick favor before you go off and do the next thing on your to-do list today Can you pull up iTunes on your phone or computer? Maybe it's already up and leave us a five-star review. If you've been loving the podcast and looking forward to new episodes, this helps us get the word out and build even more awareness around healing chronic illness. I would so appreciate your love and your support as I hope to make this podcast a tool in everyone's toolbox someday. So please share this with your friends as well. And I love to repost you on social media. I'm sending you so much love, so much gratitude, so much appreciation. See you next time.